everybody, and welcome to another podcast starring Jane Benson and Jim Weisfish. Tonight we have a great podcast for you, starring our guests are both Bob McGuffey, father of the Connecticut Tea Party, and of course Don Pesci, one of the great conservative columnists in Connecticut. I know, right? A conservative columnist in Connecticut, and we have two of them tonight in the same place. Who could ask You're for You're kidding, right? More? How did you manage that? In Connecticut? I know, two how conservative did that, How columns. did that happen? I got them. And we got them right here. You're not going to get them anywhere else together. You're going to get them together right here tonight. Okay. Actually, I want to hear your phone calls, So too. what happened to the video? Just wondering. Yeah, where did it go? Is it the light? Might be. Yep. Could be. Well, it's not there. Is it on your... Nope, your... I don't see anything. Okay, then I have to start this again. I guess so. There we go. Why is that light weird today? I don't know. I'm trying to get the video up, okay? Did it happen again? Yep, we were up live. What did you, you do? Now the video's gone. I don't know. Something happened to it. <sighs> the minute you stood up, it went away. Try it again. I won't move again. Start, start it off. One more stop time. Stop it and start One it again. One more time. It must have something to do with the stupid light. It must. And I didn't get any announcement. Um, I didn't get an announcement on the... Uh, there you go. Yeah, the camera somehow shut off. So play the music. It shuts. It shut off. I can't help that. Okay, so we don't have a video. All you can do is start the browser again. It'll close out the this browser. This is getting old. I know it is getting old. So it has nothing to do with the light. Well, it is getting old, isn't it? There we are. Well, so it just is just for now. Yep, for now. So if you want to play the music again, I guess, yep. I suppose. Why not? Nope, we'll have to keep it that way. That's fine. Anyway, well, why don't you give Bob McGuffey a call because okay. I want to get right into it if I can, please. Let's jump right into this. 
my chat room is not be there anyway. I don't know how to. Oh, speaker. Uh, oh, we're good, right? Yeah, okay. broadcast from. Yep. Bob Hey, Bob, Jim Visage, and Jane Benson here. You're live now. How are you? Good, thanks. Hey. You're live on All our right. podcast. Bob is I'm the godfather you. of the Connecticut Tea Party. So you're watching this while we're doing it? I'm trying to, but it's not. Let's see if it comes up now. But yeah, anyway, we had some so, technical had some difficulties. Hi, how are you? But now it's working. All right, Jane. Um, yeah, is the audio on? Maybe just the audio. The audio. The, the visual, the yeah. visual just shows the last week's uh, live. But anyway, fire away. <laughs> well, I have one question. Did they pass the bill or did they not pass the bill? I'm so confused. They're saying they, yes. They have, not passed, they have not passed the bill yet. No, oh, my they have God. Not. Well, here's what, Senator, when you've lost Senator Collins and you're a Democrat, uh, you've lost a lot. Here's Senator Collins when she found out that the Democrats were blocking the stimulus bill. I don't know if you can hear this, Mr. President, the senator from Maine, Mr. President, we are in the midst of a crisis in our country, a crisis caused by the coronavirus. I cannot believe that the answer to this crisis, as we move to address the economic consequences that are so severe for the people of this country, that the answer from our friends on the other side of the aisle is delay, delay, delay. No. Could you hear Bob? No, yeah. <laughs> so that's how she responded. Do you have time for yeah. one more soundbite? Here's uh, Senator Ted Cruz on the same thing. You lost Senator Collins and Ted Cruz in the same time. Famed quote from Rahm Emanuel, President Obama's chief of staff, never let a good crisis go to waste. Sadly, we're seeing the embodiment of that cynical approach right now. Because all the people out of jobs the Democrats are using to push, what are they pushing for? Changing the emission standards on airplanes. Mr. President, what the hell do the emission standards on airplanes have to do with thousands of people dying and millions of people out of work in the coronavirus epidemic? Don't treat this bill like a partisan Christmas list. And by the way, you know, Republicans, we've got things we would like to advance to. Bob, what does he mean by that, that the Democrats treated it like a Christmas tree? Give us the details on this. They hang everything on on these bills. Uh, what they can't get passed on their own, they hang on something that must be passed. Do you know we some know of the things that they wanted, that the Democrats yeah. wanted? Can you name yep. some of them for our audience? Uh, yeah, well, funding for Planned Parenthood. What? Uh, require, required early voting, required same-day voter registration. Uh, provisions on uh, women union uh, collective bargaining. Uh, offset of airline emissions by 2025. And I understand they wanted to force companies to put union members on the board of directors of companies. Oh, yeah. All the the communist wish lists from their party over there. And uh, uh, boards of directors had to be diverse. In other words, the company doesn't have to work well. Just make sure it's diverse. 
Yeah, yeah, pathetic. Um, but that's you know that's what that's what they do, and that's what they're wrapped up in, and they got the nerve to try to do this in public. I didn't think they'd get a fight. They didn't think they'd get a fight, and so they thought they'd just be able to slip it through like they always do. And the Republicans actually this time uh, had the nerve to stand it up and say, "Hold on." If you're looking so, for a laundry list of this, Jazz Shaw over at Hot Air has a great list of this, doesn't he, Bob? Yeah, he does. Jazz he did does. a great article, The Insanity of the Democrats' Pandemic Relief Bill, because the Democrats' Pandemic Relief Bill contained everything except relief for the pandemic. Yeah. And you're damn yeah, straight, you Bob. Here. You're damn straight yeah. that there was money going to corporations. Because if you don't say some of these corporations... As Dagan McDowell said, you're going to wake up in a year or two, and these corporations will be gone. And you'll be looking at a Great Depression that won't last a few years, but a few decades instead. You're staring down the barrel of the abyss if you don't save these companies. Yeah. What did Boeing deserve to do to deserve this? They didn't do anything. Well, I like yeah. the complaints from the Democratic side. Sorry, I'm jumping in. I just like it. Oh, they just want to bail out corporations. Damn yeah. straight we do. Well, I mean, that, that sells. That, that's always sold. It's, it's like their your tax cuts are always for the rich. It's, it's, the, it's their old store they go to. But I mean, this is this is beyond all that. You know, I mean, this is this is so much more dire a situation than it really was in, in 1930 because at least companies then were trying to stay alive. Now we just shut the switch off on the economy. So it is just. You could just hear the silence out there. This is just so rattled. Uh, it's so different, man. We've shut everything off, and it's so dangerous. And um, it's got you can't flip a switch real. and turn it on again, can you, Bob? No, 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 no. People are making independent decisions. That's what freedom is. All these businesses are making independent decisions right now. People How dare you talk about freedom? <laughs> yeah. How dare you yeah, mention well, the word freedom, Bob McGuffey? Yeah, well, you know, let's not panic our way into fascism here, right? <laughs> Bob McGuffey is a conservative columnist and the godfather of the Connecticut Tea Party. In fact, he took a lot of heat and trolling by the liberals for teaching the Tea Party people how to act up during a town meeting. Remember that, yeah. Bob? They blamed everything yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's a long time ago, and, uh, you know, this party came out uh, to, to ring the bell and say, you know, we've crossed the Rubicon here, and, you know, bring it to the public's attention. But it's up, you know, it's going to be up to the millennials to lead us out of this. And um, I'm actually writing a book with uh, my political partner on it called uh, The Seventh Crisis, The Millennials' Hour of Decision. And uh, it's up to them. It, it's it's going to be up. I mean, these these cycles of crises come up. The, the idea of the book is it plays off the book, The Clock Turning, that was written over 20 years ago that predicted, that looked at the typical aspect of history. Every hundred years or so, things tend to repeat in different ways, driven by the generations. And they forecast that we'd go into a, the fourth turning and the fourth part of the cycle, really, and it would be a, a major crisis similar to the Depression of World War II. And they forecast that that would start... After the turn of the century, and um, it sure did, between 9-11 and the OA crisis. And bing, we're really in it now. And Bob, for people who say that you and I are hypocrites, there's a big difference between the last stimulus and this rescue package. 
Because the last yeah, one was the, a finance companies, correct? The last one was the banks. And uh, I never liked it. Um, and I think what they should have done at that time, and then, you know, I had blocked it then for anybody that was looking at it, was to, to really to uh, come in and ensure the deposits in the bank, uh, the commercial and consumer, and then let the banks fail around it, let them just melt down and change out uh, the leadership. Uh, but they came in and they saved the leadership because the leadership were their buddies. And I mean, Paul was the next Goldman guy, guy, you know, all this. Uh, it was all incestuous. Well, Bob, you remember the last stimulus package. Remember this? Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. Well, they're laughing yeah. about it. No shovel-ready jobs, and they were laughing. Because that was Jeff yeah, Himmel from GE. Nobody's laughing yeah. at Jeff Himmel now, are they? Yeah, yeah that was Himmel. And it was, and it was, it was, it was a year later when they were saying that, and when it, when it was going, when it was going on, we knew it because we said, "What's the timeline of these projects?" And they said, "Well, many of them. This was this this was done in February of '09." They said, "Many of them won't won't come in until the end of the year or in 2010." And we're going, "What the heck good is that going to do?" And all it was was government to government transfers. They saved all the unions, the public service unions. They passed all the money out to the states to keep them all on board. And then that money gets laundered and recycled back into their political campaigns later in the year. I know so many small businesses, Bob, that are counting on this money. They really need it. Well, the the, the funny thing is... is It's never going to serve the the meal it couldn't serve this week. They're not going to serve this meal next week. You know, it just ain't happening. And so uh, these people, these small businesses just strung out, you know. Um, the funny thing is they were impeaching Trump for withholding money from uh, Ukraine and now they are withholding money from uh, our people. Average people. So um, tell yeah. me Impeach again, Nancy I, Pelosi. I, don't, I don't get that. I don't understand that. Yeah, well, it's not to understand. I mean, just understand the left. They do what they want to do at this minute. They have no memory. They don't think we have any memory. They don't care. They need to be voted out, and that's the only way we'll prevail. They have to be voted out of power because that's all they're interested in, is holding power by whatever technique uh, that can be achieved. And they are they are grappling every day to come up with a, a strategy to tackle Trump on on uh, this crisis uh, every day. That's what that's all they're concerned. With. Well, I hope people they, are listening to somebody on the right because whenever yeah. I, you know I'm Bob, on the this Facebook. Is, this is, I'm sorry. This is their latest edition of trying to get rid of Trump, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's what it turns into. That's what that's what it's turned into. And uh, you know, I mean, they, they use the press to try out different lines of attack and to see what will stick. At first, it was. The um, the tests were late. Where are the tests? Where are the tests? Where are the tests? And now they're criticizing him for being aspirational and saying we have to come out of this. We have to aim for a, a an un, an unwrapping day, a back to work date. And uh, they're pounding him, saying, "No, oh, no, you're fighting reality. You're fighting this." In the same in the same press conference, he said, "If you can't do it in New York, I recognize you can't do it in New York. There's places where we can do it. We are aim for Easter. It's aspirational. That's all it is." And that's what he should be doing because we can't do this. They they, they criticize him for breathing. They criticize him for closing the border too soon yeah. because he was a uh, racist xenophobe, and he they criticize him for just just being. Well, 
we know that, and uh, it, you know it, it's awful. It's Orange Man bad, and yeah. that's it. We all know. We all know he could be uncouth. We all know he's egotistical. We all know he rattles on his mouth. Um, take him seriously, not literally. And he's oh, he's always facing in the right direction. If you would just look to see where he's facing and what he's trying to do. Connecticut conservative columnist and godfather of the Tea Party, Bob McGuffey. Bob, we got to say goodbye. We're going to say hello to Don Pesci next. No, we don't. He's not watching. Don't go anywhere. He's not watching the clock. I am. I'm the boss here. Anyways, if anybody has a question for uh, Bob McGuffey, the phone number is 860-888-2101. 860-888-2101. promised us that he was going to be with us for half an hour. That's right. Jim forgets the I'm sorry. I apologize. That's right. So. (laughs) I apologize. Don't go anywhere. All right. So let's see if we can get a question for you. 860-888-2101. 860-888-2101. Come on, that's not hard to remember. Chime in. This show is about you guys. If you don't join us, we don't have a show. Anyways, um, you, when we were talking about the uh, recession and the um, the packages, um, the, the previous package was ba- based on bad decisions. This one is disaster. This is a global disaster. And if we don't do something, um, who's going to survive? Yeah, if we don't do something. Remember, uh, this is Senator Kennedy from Louisiana, I believe. Did you hear this soundbite, Bob? When he yeah. came in. He- yeah, I've heard a few from him. <laughs> <laughs> When he came in the next day and found out that his bill still had not passed, here's what he had to say. Kennedy gave a speech on the Senate floor today expressing as much. You know what the American people are thinking right now, Mr. President? They're thinking that this country was founded by geniuses, but it's being run by a bunch of idiots. (laughs) What are we going to leave to our children if we allow this economy to crash? Senator Kennedy joins us tonight. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. You've been in Washington a while. I, I certainly have. I've never seen anything really like the Democratic That's version Tucker of Carlson this bill. from Fox News. It, it almost yeah. looked like a parody. And again, I'm not being partisan here. I'm being sincere. Did, did they think that this was going to be enacted into law? Did they believe that mandating diversity officers in corporate America is an appropriate response to coronavirus? What is this? I think that they think that they have the Republicans over a barrel and the president. Uh, You know, reality calls and Congress is hanging up. Um, I meant what I said on the floor, Tucker. Um, More charitable Americans are thinking to themselves, well, there's some good members of Congress, but we can't figure out what they're good for. Uh, less charitable Americans are saying, you know, how did these morons make it through the birth canal? Don't hold back. Yeah, these morons make it through the birth canal, your favorite fight. <laughs> They're losing their savings. They're losing their 401k. We, we think we know how to get the economy back on its feet over the next 60 to 90 days until we can get control of the virus. And uh, some of my colleagues, they're acting like, I'm sorry, I'm not saying they mean to, but nonetheless, they're killing it. They're they're just throwing in every 
every special interest, um, uh, po political want, not need, thinking that they can ram it through because we're too scared to vote against it. And it's just wrong, man. It's just wrong. Is that it, Bob? Do you think they were trying to blackmail the Republicans and Trump into voting for their stuff? They do it every time. So here we have the entire national economy shut down, and they're going to do it, and they're going to do it anyway. They're going to. Why would you ever vote for one of these dimwits, then? Why would you ever put a Democrat in office? I don't. I don't need this as an example not to vote for them, but uh, you know. (laughs) Well, did you see what they were trying? What they were trying to sneak into the bill about votes. All those, all those little details about you can vote on ballots, yeah, you can vote before... They vote, in, uh, yeah, they, they vote registration and voting and require early voting. Uh, oh, my yeah. God. I couldn't and, believe it. And what did that have to do with, what did that have to do with rescuing nothing. the economy? Nothing, not, nothing, Jim. But, I mean, this economy is, is... This has been coming for 10 years, as you and I know. It was a debt bubble that was built by uh, the Fed continuing to blow money into the into the system ever since OA. Quantitative easing just went on the ground. It never ended. They were buying bonds. They, I know they've been buying stocks. Um, and the Fed has, and, and this entire uh, bond market, business, uh, business loan uh, market, and uh, stock market has all been built on cheap money. How many... How many Think of how many business enterprises have expanded and done things that they could never have done with a prime lending hurdle rate of, of six, seven, or eight percent. They've been doing it at zero, one percent, and so so much stuff is out there that's not producing. And now destabilize the credit markets, and all this, all of this debt is in distress. And this is the virus is just the pin that pricked the bubble. But this has been coming as. You know, we've talked about it, you know, many times when you were when you were broadcast. Well, Bob, is one of our listeners in the chat room just said, hey, come on, it's corporations that employ people. But if you don't save them, then there's, there aren't going to be any jobs to go back to it. I mean, that makes sense, obviously. Well, it's true. But there's been in, a lot of people don't realize it. During the last 10 years, but all this free money, for those of us that have lived a few decades, you know it doesn't make any sense to be able How many offers have we all got? Zero percent. I took I took advantage. I had my boiler done in my house. Zero percent financing. What the heck kind of thing is that? $8,000 boiler, you pay no interest on the loan. Just have all, the, all these cars. It all looks great, but... Um, it all comes home to roost in the end. They've artificially suppressed the rate. They've, they've blown money into the into uh, the system through the banks into the stock market. Uh, basically, devalued the dollar, but they just keep propping it up. And and now you get this, True. and there's, there's really no sound. There's no sound footing for it to settle on. The Treasury Department, I believe, announced. The Treasury Department, I believe it. The Treasury Department, I believe, announced today that it's taking rates as low as they can go. Right now, believe it or not, rates are negative. Negative interest yeah. rates. On the one-month and three-month T-bills, yep. I, I saw that today. Uh, I, I couldn't believe it when I looked at it. Friends. Yeah, I know, I know. It made history. A lot of people didn't know that, but a negative rate. So you, so you give the money, you give the government some money, 
and then in three months you get less back. Very nice. There you go. Yeah, that'll, absolutely. That'll work in America. That works its way around to the regular banking system. Watch out. That's why I sit here and I say to myself, with negative interest rates, why isn't the stock market exploding right now? It's the only place you can go to get a return. Well, that's what they did. That's how it, that's how it, it blew up. It expanded from, you know, the low was 6500 back in March of 2009, and then it just kept going and going. It was 14000 when the crash hit. It went down to 6500 it took uh, till 2013 or 14 before it got back to 14,000. It was about 18,000 when Trump got elected, and it's just been blown out. It was so overvalued uh, at 29,000. It was priced to perfection. Uh, it, I, my estimation, it's going to it's going to go further. It's got it's going to find uh, uh, true price discovery uh, at some point here. I don't know if they blow all this money into it. No, maybe the balloon will go up a little further again. I know a lot of retirements are tied up in the stock market, though. Anyway, be good, Bob. We're going to move along now. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Bob McGuffey, the the godfather of the county, give it to him. This is for you, Bob. That's the audience. (laughs) And our traveling music. Traveling music. All right. Bob McGuffey, everybody. Bob, do you still have your website? Uh, no, no longer. No longer. Bob, we'll have to get you to, to contribute some articles to Radio Vice Online, become a Radio Vice Online contributor. How would you like that? Would you do that oh, for me? great. Okay, I'll get yeah. you the particulars from Steve McCall, yep. the guy who runs our website. Because okay. Don Pesci right now is just about the only one who's putting articles up, blog posts up. Sometimes I will. Sometimes you will, right, Jane? Sometimes I do. I just do the memes. Jim doesn't like it, but <laughs> I like them. Generally, all we do is we do links to articles that we found and then comment on them. I'm sure that's okay all with right. you, Bob, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Bob McGuffey, everybody, a future contributor to Radio Vice Online, and I cannot wait. Bob, thank you for joining us today. I'll be in touch with you. I do well. Yep, do well. Have a good one. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Yeah, please stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. That was was good. It was great. Bob is great. Yep. Give give Pesci a call. Ah, you still have a couple minutes. Give him, hey, you need to be precise here, Mr. Vaisovich. Anyways, anybody has any questions? I was uh, threatened that somebody was going to call today and question me about the ties, uh, strings attached to the uh, bill coming out. I didn't hear anything. Phone number is 860-888-2101. Bob McGuffey would have been best to answer that. Uh, I'm sure Don Pesci is going to be just as good. I I know, but uh, uh, Dave mentioned in the... um, Dave mentioned in the uh, chat room that the uh, money will start coming as soon as the JFK uh, Center is uh, uh, given money, refurbished, whatever they need. You know, the JFK was in a bill from the uh, Democrats. By the way, if companies get money, they have to spend it on their employees or it becomes a loan and they have to pay it back. If they spend it on their employees' salaries, then it's not a loan, it's a grant. So, yes, it comes with strings. 
anybody who said it doesn't come with strings is a fool. Well, that's what I said, but I was called the fool myself. Uh, is that the number? It is the number. Don't touch it. Don't, don't touch it. You still have a few minutes. We can analyze the phone call or generate some questions. If somebody Yeah, let's generate call. a phone How call. How are you guys here? doing with this uh, uh, social distancing? How is it going for you? Are you guys far enough away from us right now? <laughs> no, cover your faces. Did you see the president sneeze as a joke at his did, uh, yeah. one of his staff? That was funny. I'm uh, sure the press will be all over oh, for that one. I haven't heard anything yet, but I think he's a funny man. He probably could be a pain, but who isn't? Anyways, anybody has any stories from your... Uh, Isolation? Uh, how do you feel about it? Yeah, do you guys like your isolation? I'm going nuts personally. How are you going nuts? Where you well, I finally got I learned how to drive my new car. Yes, you did. He did. I took him on a road. I did okay. <laughs> I didn't almost I? have a Come on, that's breakdown. not true. No, he did great. We have the knob so he can only use one hand, which he did before. Nobody helped him with that before. But I'm now working on bringing back my left arm, guys. My dead left arm is coming back. I'll be a two-armed person again very soon. Oh Your prayers are working. Anyways. Um, oh, oh, we all David. felt the burn, didn't we? And yeah, what happened to that? David, said. David also said that they are separated, him and his wife. His wife is a nurse. Um, They've separated? Oh, they well, have. They, <laughs> they haven't right. separated. Oh, David. I they had to separate because You're of this about David, isolation. Yeah. She's yes. working with... With, with patient, yes, yes, whatever and, it's called. And people are on... Uh, she's she does with analy- um, or dialysis. Dialysis, thank you. Um, so and anyways. a gazillion a day is what he said. And somebody's dog is going to gain 10 pounds. I just posted this thing with a dog on top of a cabinet in a kitchen. Leave me alone. I'm not coming down. I already did 20 walks today. Leave me alone. Hey, let me ask you this question today, guys. Uh, Jasha wanted to know if maybe... Uh, They'll drop Joe Biden at the convention and put Cuomo and Governor Cuomo in instead because Governor Cuomo is getting a lot of press. He actually knows what day it is, what state he's in. Sorry, that was a cheap shot, wasn't it? It was, but you don't have the right number, so now I'm going to call. That's not. This is an emergency. Yeah, this is an emergency. Yeah, it's not an emergency. Okay, I have it. Drum roll. Oh, anyway, we're, Don Pesci's going to join us. And he has a number of stories that he's going to be talking about, right? Oh, my God. He's There's rating one, one after another. If you go to RadioViceOnline.com right now, you'll read his articles and you can see what he's going to talk about. Hey, Jim. Hey, Don. So you're there. Good. We thought we almost lost your phone number. After, uh-huh. we, wrote it, after we wrote it 15 times today, right? Yeah. No, I got it. Hi, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, Jane. How are you? How's your isolation? Oh, I'm doing all right, and Andre's doing all right. She has asthma, so we have to oh, be a little geez. careful. With yeah. But, you know, otherwise, we're doing all right. Good. We had a pretty good discussion with Bob McGuffey about the despicable nature of the Democrats holding up the relief bill for all of the goodies that they wanted in their, their relief bill, which had nothing to do yeah. with corona disease. But you have a bunch of posts on Radio Vice Online that we wanted to talk about. One in particular, you did, Jane. Well, the one that caught my attention was the one with the uh, disposable bags. Oh, that's Or great. reusable bags. 
Now, what's funny about that is that Jane went out and bought plastic bags not too long ago because I told her that those reusable bags harbor germs and bacteria. And now that we have the coronavirus going around, most stores will not let you use those bags anymore, right? They just bend them, right? For now. Yeah, well, you know, the uh, coronavirus lasts longer on paper and cardboard than it does on, <laughs> on, other, on other surfaces. Steel is the worst. Yeah, stainless steel. Really? But, uh, yeah. But, you know, um, people are going to have to adjust to all this uh, stuff. And there are some things about this coronavirus that, uh, you know, might uh, might be token a brighter uh, future for you know, all of us. One of them is the uh, telecommunications and education. <clears throat> Uh, there's no there's no reason why people uh, have to go to uh, uh, why teachers and students have to actually go to a building in order to gain a proper education. They can do it uh, pretty much over the internet. And the kids can join us on Wednesday nights at seven o'clock and learn about freedom and liberty. There you go. <laughs> yeah, no, Don, you know what? It's a very sweet idea of yours, but I prefer classrooms. I'm going nuts over here, okay? I have twins that I'm homeschooling right now. They're the teachers that in Glastonbury, they, they put together a program, and they are learning as, as time goes, and they are doing a great job. On their iPads. On their iPads. That, yeah, the kids were sent home with their tablets. And, um, you know, it, it's great, but uh, it's, it's, it, it's uh, time-consuming, and it's uh, challenging. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. Uh, you know, we're learning things uh, really all the time. Um, it used to be thought that uh, that young people were could give the uh, coronavirus to older people, but as it turns out, it's exactly the the opposite. That the old people that uh, that are more likely to give it to young people. So, when you think about schooling. Um, in Australia, uh, they haven't closed any of their, they haven't closed any of their schools. Uh, but when you think about schooling and the young people, uh, who, uh, who are, are relatively un, uh, infected by, by the corona, uh, virus, um, I forget what the percentage is, but I, it's something like 0.8% or something like that. Uh, of young people uh, are age eight, uh, let's say age eight and, and below, are are susceptible to this. And when you think of that, and when you also think that schools have resources that homes do not have, you know, uh, they have, uh, they could be, we could boost the medical uh, sections of schools, but they have nurses, they have, you know, access to uh, medical. Uh, medical properties and medical facilities that uh, that somebody locked up uh, in their house alone, uh, you know, with their children uh, might not have. And they have testing facilities, uh, or they could have testing facilities. I don't see why, uh, you know, the test, a lot of the testing couldn't be done in schools. So when you think of all that stuff, um, you know, you, uh, you the 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 closing of schools becomes uh, less and less uh, material uh, uh, than it had been uh, than it had been before. Uh, we're going to be rethinking a lot of things, I think, after this. I think so, too. I have to just say something. I, uh, we have two different phones. One is an iPhone, one is a uh, Droid. Android. And, uh, and I'm not used to the Droid, and whenever it runs out of power, it just 
goes to sleep and doesn't wake up. Um, I guess the other one will too. But anyways, we just I just turned it on. So if you guys want to call, call in line was sleep. I it's apologize. It's 860-888-2101. I am so sorry. 860-888-2101. Uh, the line is open. Dan Pesci is talking to Jim. Um, yeah, and please join us. I'd love to see if the phone works now. 860-888-2101. Is that correct? Yes. Give Don the, ask Don a question. He'd be glad to answer it. 860-888-2101. I don't even know if they and can hear to, each other. Just to take off on uh, something that you mentioned uh, just now, you know, the politics of uh, coronavirus, I, I, did a, I did a piece on that, and uh, it says that it looks like uh, the uh, Democrat whip, uh, James Clyburn, uh, really let the political cat out of the bag. Uh, yeah, you've got to see, you got to tell our audience about this. This is stunning. Please yeah, go yeah. ahead. James Clyburn said this to, uh, yesterday. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, he said uh, he said there's a tremendous opportunity to restructure things to fit our vision. <laughs> you know, mm. and, uh, and in other you, words, you let's take at, advantage of the tragedy and here. turn us into socialism. Yeah, right, right, right. So um, uh, when you look at the uh, the bill that, uh, you know, had been favored by uh, Nancy Pelosi, which is, you know, just studded uh, with uh, provisions that are that are very expensive, have nothing whatsoever to do with controlling uh, the coronavirus, um, that, that, that his, you know, statement comes into, uh, comes into strong relief uh, and, I think there are a lot of people thinking about this now who um, are supposing that um, that that politics, the snake of politics, has now entered into the whole business. And uh, people are, some Democrats are loading uh, the, the uh, a reasonable bill with uh, with uh, stupid uh, stupid amendments, um, so that. Um, so that uh, uh, the, the Trump's war against coronavirus will be less and less successful, and uh, it will damage him enough so that um, they don't have a problem uh, winning re-election. This is this is what um, what uh, uh, Clyburn's uh, statement points to. This whole effort it's been going on for a long time. Well, the scary part is if you look at um, the comments on the Facebook from the Democrats, they they just they just keep repeating the propaganda, and it is propaganda because the the CBS and NBC and all those stations they are just spewing lies, and it doesn't go away. It stays there on the internet. You know, I'm writing a book, and I have um, I have um, ghostwriters um, that are doing some research, um, helping me a lot, and I have to go through the book. There are things that they look up on the internet that are not true. They're just not oh, yeah. true. So um, it's just, it's amazing that it stays there. They, they go after Trump left and right, and it doesn't get rectified. Here's a story I sent you in the New York Times, Don. I think I sent it to you anyway. Uh, Chilling Plans is the title of the article. Who gets care as Washington State hospitals fill up? Apparently, they're going to ration care to the young people in Washington State, according to this article, according to the New York Times. Is that what we've come yeah. to? 
In other words, people like me can just, they can just kick them to the curb. Why not? You know, Jim has a, an incurable disease anyway. Put him out of his misery. Yeah, so Jim, uh, you know, there are euthanasia, there, there have been euthanasia bills that uh, really hadn't uh, passed uh, before. And, so in uh, Washington State, Don, I probably wouldn't get any care. Yeah, I I would say uh, I would say stay home. You know, don't, don't go to Washington State. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, remember what Obama said uh, to that one woman that was asking about care for her 80-year-old mother. Yep, was do. it 80 or 90-year-old mother? And he Sometimes just suggested, oh, just... we're just going to manage. We're just going to manage her comfort. We're not That's going right. to do any surgery. Take the blue if she pill. needed she needed a hip surgery, no, we're not going to do anything. We're just going to manage her situation. That's that's all. And he told her, sometimes it's just easier a... to take the blue pill. Everybody remembers that. Right. We're living at a time now when uh, people who are very far removed from our own personal circumstances are making life and death decisions for us. Uh, that should never happen. Uh, no, we should never have the state do that. You're absolutely right. But here's this. You remember this, Don, right? If there's a blue pill and a red pill, and the blue pill is half the price of the red pill and works just as well, why not pay half price? Just take the pill and shut up, Jim. Just take it and just be quiet. Come on, Jim. Give me a break. Which, in your case, you would already be dead because there's two pills. One is the same color as the other one, except there's a different compound. They're the same name, made by a different company. If he was taking one in particular, he would have been dead by now because he's allergic to the compound. So, yeah. You hydroxychloroquine. Can, you know, it is hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, right. You know, patients live on that. It's amazing how people who have uh, medical difficulties uh, really uh, 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 whip up their own spirits and do things that uh, other people think uh, would be impossible. I, I can tell you a case of my own personal experience because I'm married to a woman who was uh, born uh, legally blind. Uh, she has a condition that uh, doesn't allow her to focus, you know, mm. and so she was this way. Uh, when she she went, uh, we met at a teacher's college. Uh, it was then a teacher's college. That was that would be Westcon, and uh, she was um, she put on plays. Uh, she 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 was a, a musician. Um, she um, she uh, was on was in who's who in colleges across the United States, and she was a straight A student. Um, so she graduated uh, from this college uh, with a teaching degree, and they told her, "No, no, no, uh, you know, Andre, you 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 have to teach on you have to teach people uh, who are who are not sighted. Uh, you know, you can't teach in public schools." So here's what happened: she went and taught at a Catholic girls' school for a few years. And then she wrote the governor, and she said, look, here's my story. And she told him pretty much what I just told you. Um, and uh, I think that uh, this school should certify me to teach in public schools. And the governor wrote back and said, well, you know, it's a school. This, this was Dempsey. He wrote back and said, well, you know, it's the school's decision. So then she went out and she got her master's degree. Okay, in American literature, and uh, 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 she wrote him again, and he wrote he wrote back and said, "Well, you know, sorry." 
So the thing went on, and she kept getting degrees and kept uh, really improving herself. Finally, he wrote her back, and he said, Andre, you win. So they certified her. And she was the first. She was the first blind person in the state of Connecticut who broke the glass ceiling and allowed uh, and allowed uh, people who were not sighted uh, to teach in public schools. That's excellent. That's a well. great story. Yeah. Sometimes you so, have to um, do that kind of stuff. Sometimes you have to be the trailblazer. That's right. And uh, because she was born this way. Um, her other senses uh, are are very acute. You know, her sense of hearing, for example, is amazing. You know, just absolutely incredible. Like she woke me up one night and said, "You know, there's a mouse in the uh, kitchen." I said, Andre, please go back to bed. It's two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and uh, so she she got up, and I hear this rattling and you know scraping and and and, and all of it. So went into the it was a Hitchcock moment, Jim. You know, I went into the she was in the bathroom. Uh, so I opened the door, cracked. She's there with a knife and stabbing the the register where where the mouse was, you know, trying to get it oh. out. <laughs> so Yikes. she hears, you know, she she hears all this stuff. She reads uh, through uh, reading you know, books for the blind. Mm. She reads about three books a week. Wow! Wow! Okay. Yeah. So um, you know, uh, people people look at uh, people who are. Uh, who are um, who have some difficulty, whatever it is. You know, they could be crippled. They they could be uh, deaf. They sure. could be uh, blind. You know, and they look at them and they and they think, well, you know, th- these people can't do uh, very much. And they're so, so we're disposable. Wrong, yeah, they're so wrong. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, your wife has proved them wrong, and hopefully, I proved them wrong too. I'm not disposable. No. You're damn right you're not. I'm glad you're there. I'm really glad you're there because uh, Connecticut, what Connecticut can use uh, most uh, right now are sane thinkers. And well, how about Chris Murphy have- coming out and alluding that Donald Trump would benefit financially from the, uh, <laughs> from the um, what is it called, Corona Bill? He thought that Trump was going yeah. to benefit financially from the Corona bill, or he alleged that. Yeah. I mean, that is just vile. That's despicable. That's yeah, he should be. He should be. Uh, somebody in the state of Connecticut uh, should really um, get to Murphy and just ask him, uh, you know, the piece that I wrote uh, on the uh, politicization of coronavirus, the last paragraph says, you know, at some point, Connecticut's left the center media might want to ask uh, the seven all Democratic members of the state's U.S. congressional delegation whether they approve of Pelosi's pork filled, ideologically oriented, non mitigation coronavirus bill. But no one should hold their breath waiting for an answer to the question. Absolutely so, not. Nobody even, nobody even asks the questions. You know, they don't even really ask the questions. There hasn't been a single. Uh, propagandistic flag uh, that Democrats have waved uh, in, uh, in in the last uh, four years during the Trump administration. It hasn't been waved vigorously, you know, every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday by Chris Murphy. He's just a he's just a propagandist minister. That's to come out and do an interview with a reporter, though, and say, absolutely, want, we want to dig into this bill. We need time to dig into the bill. He was trying to explain why the Democrats 
delayed it. And he said, we need to dig into it because Donald Trump might very well benefit financially from it. Is he out of his mind? Well, did you know that they had a meeting this morning that lasted three minutes? The Democrats, they went to look at the bill and they looked at it for three minutes. My goodness. Yeah, Yeah, my goodness. (laughs) Ronnie, Ronnie should be alive at this moment. I can't imagine what he'd say. (laughs) Also, probably something similar to what uh, uh, Kennedy was saying. Uh, (laughs) Play it again, because that's worth it. Did did you hear him? How did these people make Um, it through the birth canal? (laughs) Oh, let me play this for you. This is Senator Kennedy. You got to hear this one, Don. This is just for you. Senator Kennedy, when he found out that the Democrats had delayed the uh, Corona bill, the bailout bill. I'm sorry, not bailout bill. What do you call it? Coronavirus Uh, support bill. Kennedy gave a speech on the Senate floor today expressing as much. You know what the American people are thinking right now, Mr. President? Stimulus. They're thinking that this country was founded by geniuses, but it's being run by a bunch of idiots. What are we going to leave to our children if we allow this economy to crash? Senator Kennedy joins us tonight. Senator, thanks so much for coming on. You've been in Washington a while. I I certainly have. That's Tucker Carlson interviewing, I think it was last night, interviewing Senator Johnson last night. I've never seen anything really like the Democratic version of this bill. It it almost read like a parody. And again, I'm not being partisan here. I'm being sincere. Did they think that this was going to be enacted into law? Do they believe that mandating diversity officers in corporate America is an appropriate response to coronavirus? What is this? I think that they think that they have the Republicans over a barrel and the president. Uh, You know, reality calls and Congress is hanging up. Um, I meant what I said on the floor, Tucker. Um, More charitable Americans are thinking to themselves, well, there's some good members of Congress, but we can't figure out what they're good for. Uh, less charitable Americans are saying, you know, how did these morons make it through the birth canal? <laughs> I, I mean, people are... Sorry, Don, that's Jane's favorite line. <laughs> but he's right about that. Yeah, no, it's true. Well, you know, the, the bill that, uh, that uh, Pelosi tried to choke the life out of, uh, would have given every American my goodness. Sorry about that. Five hundred bucks, and it would have allocated two hundred fifty billion for unemployment insurance, and three hundred fifty billion for small business loans, hundred billion to hospitals, eleven billion towards vaccines, and so on, so on, and so on, and so on. So that bill was was one that was backed uh, by uh, by uh, this. Senators uh, from New York, the mayor of New York, and also the governor of New York, which is New York, as you know, is 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 uh, adversely impacted by the coronavirus. And a Democrat uh, so, too, by the way. Can we mention that that Cuomo is a Democrat and he was on the side of the Republicans? Oh yeah, Cuomo said, uh, "Listen," he said, "I'll quote him." He said, "The president is fully engaged on trying to help New York." Uh, and 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 uh, you know everything that he's done is quote very creative and energetic, and and even oh my and even 
uh, Ilhan Omar, you know, who's uh, who's been in who's been stabbing uh, uh, Trump at every opportunity, uh, said that uh, said that Trump's uh, response to the Corona Corona virus outbreak uh, is incredible. I know. I was absolutely brewery. shocked. And the right the right response at this critical time. So, but here's what happened, Jim. They they so there was a comedy here. There were, people were working together on this bill and shaping it up, and all of a sudden, in comes Nancy Pelosi with her wish list, and and her wish list is is just mind numbing. It, co- it includes collective bargaining for federal workers, a federal study on climate mitigation effects efforts, you know, demands of the airlines. <laughs> Should should buy carbon credits. They threw in the Green New Deal. People have lost their jobs and businesses are going down, in particular restaurants. They throw in the Green New Deal. I worry. My mom worries. (laughs) So, yeah. So, uh, you know, she she really broke up. uh, She really broke up a, a truly bipartisan effort. Uh, to help uh, people all across the United States, but especially in New York and California, uh, to uh, uh, to combat the uh, to combat the coronavirus, and uh, you know, I don't know. I I mean, why why why? I, when I ask myself the question, why would she do that sort of thing? Why uh, would she do? It? Why would she throw a wrench into that process? When I ask myself that kind of a question, the only rational answer that that I can uh, that comes up uh, to my mind is that she wants to destroy uh, the economic uh, prosperity that has been the result of uh, of uh, uh, policy decisions made by the Trump administration before the election that's I mean what do you think what, why do you think she's doing this of course look they're trying to get the only advantage they can coming into 2020 election. Donald Trump's going to win this no matter where the stock market is. You know that, Don, as well as I do. This wouldn't have no. stopped him. No. So, you know, first they tried to, I mean, you know, he's he's like, um, I don't know. I don't know what he's like, but uh, boy, they, they've thrown everything, including the kitchen. This is the kitchen sink. Yes. And they've fast. thrown everything at me, including the kitchen sink. Um, so um, somebody asked me the other day, you know, uh, what I, I think that the attack on the coronavirus has to become more granular. And I think Trump is kind of coming around to that to that position. Not every place in the in the country uh, needs the same solution to the problem, because not every place in the country is suffering uh, proportionally. New York is very bad. Uh, you know, some places in the Midwest aren't bad at all. Well, New York is now spreading the virus into Connecticut. So we're in the yeah. wrong place. We're between New York and Massachusetts. Two places right. that are overrun by the virus. We're in trouble. It's going to well, come our here. Hot, yeah, our hot spots are, uh, are you know, fair, fair, around Fairfield. Uh, I think it's, um, I think they're about, um, trying to remember, I think there are about 68. That that would be a close number, 68. Um, because of a birthday party. Uh, yeah, effect, uh, 600 and something. I think it's 600 and something, 638 or something like that. Did you hear about uh, how the virus got spread in this in Fairfield County? Uh, you got to take that. Yeah. 
Let's bring him on. Who is it? Yeah. Hello. Oh, over here. Hang on a second. Rob, is that you? No, it's Rudy. Rudy. Oh, Rudy. Hey, Rudy, how are you? Don, are you can you? Still on with Don? Yes, yeah, Don. you're on with Don. Can you hear Rudy? Don, can you hear Rudy? Okay. Go ahead, Don. Rudy, go ahead and ask Don a question. See, I, this is my big question. I uh, I actually was on hold, and I was the last call of the day for Rush Limbaugh, and they couldn't get to me. And my whole point is ah. um, we had zero flights coming to Orlando on the 14th and 15th. And then since they quarantined or whatever, it was shelter in place in New York City, the airlines yep. have increased 23 to 40 flights a day up until yesterday to Orlando of New Yorkers escaping. And yeah. I think it's very irresponsible that they're letting New Yorkers fly out. And also that airlines had no flights available and now they have 30 flights a day available. Wow. So we're getting bombarded down here. How do you feel about that, Don? I'm actually with Rudy on this one. I don't think they should have, but you know what? You actually can, you can't restrict People from uh, moving from no, state but you to can state. restrict the airline from doing this. If you're closing the state, Cuomo should have done something. I'm sorry, I'm with you, Rudy. Rudy, which airline yeah. is doing it mostly? Delta. I, I I don't know, but I had I I'll send it to you on Twitter. I have the actual amount of flights, <laughs> but I was listening to Howie Carr this afternoon. I've been door dashing, and I'm losing faith in people because some people aren't tipping. Some people you're delivering sealed food to and they give you bad ratings, but you don't know what's in the bag. But that's not, it's irregardless. But um, the guy was at Hyannis Airport and he counted 18 cars in the parking lot. Three from Jersey, two from Maine, two from Massachusetts. The rest were New York plates. People getting their private jets and flying out from Hyannis, which that you can't even control or monitor because they're not landing in Orlando. They're landing at private little airports down here. And I just think it's irresponsible that you've been told to sit in place and self-quarantine and you are out partying and now you're going you're gonna to come down here because you could roam freely because we're not locked down here. But it's starting to happen. Hillsborough and Tampa did it. This is like defecting from the old communist bloc countries, like Jane defecting from Czechoslovakia. Yeah, but I didn't defect to spread a disease. Thank That's you very much. Too. Sorry, I'm sorry yeah, about that. I apologize. Broward County blew up last week, Ugh. two days after a positive case from Westchester County got on JetBlue and flew down here. Well, yeah, well this is what I mean by a, by a proportional response, you know. Uh, uh, you, you don't have to close all the airlines, you know. Uh, you have to close the airlines uh, if there's uh, the possibility of people who are infected uh, we'll use an airline to go someplace else. Uh, you know that that that's true of New York. It's probably also true of uh, some parts of uh, some parts of uh, California. But um, you know, the response really has to be granular. It has to be granular. It can't be a broad, broad response. Oh, Rudy, you have a radio on. Uh, some parts of uh, hold on. Yep. Rudy, turn down your radio, yeah, please. Yeah. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> you want to say it, Jane? That'll I be just, your first I just time. Did. It's sorry. my Facebook page. <laughs> not radio. All right. I'm sorry, Don. Go ahead. No, that's uh, that's really. I think Rudy's right, and I think uh, you know these are decisions that are best made 
uh, by people in the states. I mean, the governor of New I York can't knows hear him anymore, but. Oh, you can't. Oh, he can't hear you. Well, then you might as well turn it up. I'm sorry about that. Turn it up, Rudy. <laughs> we'll suffer. <laughs> we'll suffer. Yeah, the governor. The governor of New York can better handle this kind of a problem than uh, than the president of the United States, uh, because um, you know he knows what's going on in New York. Uh, he knows who's uh, who's uh, uh, infected uh, in New York, and uh, you know he should be given the uh, authority to uh, uh, to uh, decide uh, whether or not. I got it. I could hear prop- what you're saying. Oh, you got him. Okay. Um, yeah. Great. If I may say, there's another thing that I heard this morning was about pregnant women being unable to give birth with their partners present in a in the hospitals in New York. And they're doing the same thing, Rudy. They're going to Rhode Island. They're going to, um, I forgot what the other state was, but they're, they're spreading around to give birth, to have their partner there for crying out loud. Come on. It's, it's just, I just, I just think it's very selfish. And you know what? I agree. We've all lived around New York city. We know how New Yorkers are, how they think they're elitist and entitled to stuff. Hey, 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 wait, wait one second. You're absolutely right. I'm a New Yorker. My family's yeah, from. from Why are you talking to me? No, my family's from all the boroughs. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm from Chicago, but uh, we're talking about people from Manhattan. You know how people. This is where they're coming from. Absolutely, my sister and I were talking about this. When you grow up in New York, there's New York, and then there's everywhere else. Right, but these that's the where these the- rich people are coming from. They're flying from Manhattan on their private jets. To, to pollute. They're from the city. Right. They're from the city. And it's just like how they left the city to go party in Fairfield County, and now there's a big outbreak there. They're That's, just selfish, greedy, rich people. Exactly. We were just talking about that. You're absolutely right. Jane was talking about that. The reason that it's spread in Connecticut is because these people wanted to have a party in Fairfield County. Is that right? A birthday party? Yep. It started there? Yeah. yeah. So that was ground zero. They didn't do it on purpose. Let's be clear about well, this. You don't We're know. not indicting anybody here. There's more cases yeah, in no, New York true. City than anywhere in the world. And the only silver lining to this is they're going to lose Democrat voters if enough of them die. And I don't mean to be crude, <laughs> but... You know, yeah, you know what? It's not nice to say it out loud, but I'm sure everybody else is thinking that way. It's not nice. Hello. Rudy, is it natural you know selection again? Is it? Oh my um, God, that's what it was with the uh, right. uh, hydro hydro hydroxy black black. Oh, the person who, ate, who drank the um, the, the aquarium uh, cleaner, the the water aquarium cleaner, right? right? Because so, it had hydroxychloroquine you know, in it. No, it had a chloroquine, but it was different formulation. It was with something else, and that's what killed that person. I, I don't want to go down the Pastor Will channel, but I, I am a Christian and I go to the evangelical church and I'm looking at all this. And if you look at where these disasters are striking, it's a liberal, out of control cities. Um, just look at California and all the natural disasters. If, you, if, if the book of Revelations is true, and I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but everyone that's suffering right now in the world is pretty much people that are anti-Christ. And I, I, I don't know. I don't want to correlate the two, but it's just crazy that you got San Francisco, L.A., and New York. L.A. is about to blow up. They said they're six days behind New York. Great. So, and they have I, I they have private legal. jets. Exactly, and you know what's funny? Look at Massachusetts. 
Massachusetts is 6.9 million people. Florida's 24 million. We have 1,400 cases. They have 1,200 cases. Look at the proportion difference. And I'm going to send you an article on Twitter. I'll send it to both of you. But it's from a medical journal that's studying humidity and heat and the virus. And they said the virus does not survive in humid heat conditions. It doesn't like it, right? So It supposedly swells up or something, yeah. Look at our cases. And all of our cases are down in the counties around Miami and Palm Beach and are full of New Yorkers. That's where the majority of our cases are. Mm. So there's a lot of things going, but, I mean, I believe in God first. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. There are people suffering, but I'm not sure it's because God is sending a plague on them. I mean, I didn't think it was that. Well, certain people are suffering because they're caught in a wrong place at the wrong time, and some people made choices, unfortunately. And, you know, you hear about people now sneezing deliberately on somebody in a supermarket because they had a dispute with the cashier and announcing, announcing that they have the flu. Or not the flu, the, the, uh, the corona bo- flu or virus. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian that follows the Bible, Bob, God and the Bible tell you to obey authority. And if authority tells you to sit in your house in place, you don't go out and party, unlike what they did in New York. If I lived in Manhattan, I wouldn't have been out on the streets. I was an Army medic in OR deck. I am not partying with the disease going through my city with everyone else in the streets, knowing that I might catch it. It's just retarded. So, so you're also used to discipline. God or not, you're used to discipline. And I said this, and I hate that I feel this way, but it's so much easier to can contain things like that in regime countries than in this country where people have the freedom and they're bitching and moaning about spending two weeks indoors. They just can't handle it. They're a spoiled bunch of brats. Sorry. Did, did I say the, did you see the, did you see the videos on national news of the kids down here oh, at yeah. Water Beach for spring break? Sure did. Well, the media yep. should be blamed because they were spreading the rumor and they believed it too that the young people can catch it. But it also shows you how considerate they are if they have somebody older or somebody that is affected um, with previous condition that they would go down there and deliberately cont- catch the virus. It's true, Rudy and Don. The media was leaving, leading young people to believe that they would not be susceptible to the coronavirus. Yeah, but look at Italy. They're, they're dying just like everybody else. Absolutely. And you know what? Between the virus and a stupid bill that Nancy Pelosi keeps mm. messing up, I, I really think they want this country to be in the depression so they could just blame it all on Trump come election. Well, they blame I on really Trump. I, I, they blame on Trump that the guy drank the uh, pool cleaning, the, the koi fish pool water cleaner. They already blamed it on Trump. I thought I think the Democrats want this to go as long as possible, no matter how many people die or get sick, because they're going to blame it on Trump. Yep. That's all that matters in the end, isn't it, to them? They do not care. That's the thing that gets me. They don't care about the very people they report to represent the average blue-collar guy. That's who's suffering here. Waiters, waitresses, bartenders. Are you guys or Don seeing the coverage on Tampa with the mayor, Jane Castor, how she's demanding that uh, the state or the county close the county? But she has the power as as the mayor to close the city on her own. And I've been calling her out on Twitter, and I've gotten 3,000 people to 
like retweet and respond to her tweets that she needs to put her big girl pants on and do it herself and not pass the buck up because the buck up goes to Republicans. And she wants to be able to turn around and tell her constituents the city's poor because Democrat, Republicans closed it. Well, Rudy, we got to move along here, okay? Thank you for joining us. I appreciate it very much. We can always count on a good call from you. Please be safe, okay? Right. Take care. Don't get sick on us. Good to hear you, right. Rudy. Good Have to hear you, Rudy. Thank you for joining us. Don, you're still with us. Yeah. But oh, yeah, absolutely. We've been yeah, no, Rudy made uh, quite a few good points there. Uh, that's right. And I think he's got the politics of it right, uh, too. Um, you know, we've seen the Democrats try to gain a march on Republicans uh, uh, during the court, uh, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, nominations. Uh, we've seen we've seen them try to uh, blow up uh, to to enormous proportions. Uh, uh, a report that came out from a special prosecutor that really vindicated uh, uh, Trump uh, uh, against the charge that uh, you know he was conspiring with uh, with the Russians to uh, to deny an election, a presidential election, to Hillary Clinton. You know they've been at this, Jim. They've been at this for a long, long time. But you know something? After a while. Uh, people catch on. Uh, they catch on even hope. if they're not, even if they're not paying close, close attention to the nitty gritty of news reports. They still catch on, and they have a feeling. The feeling, you know, feeling I get from talking to pe- just ordinary people uh, is that uh, is that the Democratic Party uh, has uh, wandered from its has won, wandered from its roots to uh, taken. Uh, taken uh, very, very extreme political positions, uh, uh, just just as witness uh, Sanders' uh, policies, uh, and and three, they're uh, off the rails. Is, uh, yeah, I... is determined at all costs to uh, deny uh, Trump uh, uh, another term in office. You know, mm-hmm. these these are the three. And Don, you don't think it's going to work, do you? I don't think it will, uh, because uh, as I say, I think people have come of age. In the media age, and uh, they can, they can, they they know when uh, when people in the media are using uh, their authority uh, to to persuade them of things that just ain't true. You know, they 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 know that most people know that almost instinctively. Unfortunately, so, Don, I we've run out of time. There's no more time left. So I appreciate you coming okay. on an awful lot. All right. Well, you know, I appreciate uh, talking uh, to both. Are you there? Go ahead, Don. I'm sorry. Finish yeah. up. We like it so no, much okay. when you come on. I appreciate talking to both of you, and uh, I, I hope you just uh, keep yourself uh, healthy and well. Likewise. Stay safe. Thank you for coming on. We okay. are great. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't. Back down. And we won't back down. Jane and I will always stand for a smaller, leaner, less intrusive government. And we won't back down. Thank you for joining us tonight, everybody, for our latest podcast. Join us next Wednesday. I have no idea who our guest will be. 
somebody good as always. Maybe like, this time we'll get Charlie finally. He's always got called on uh, last minute. He was supposed to join us twice, and he was called away twice. We'll see if we can get And the him. video worked this time, even though it danged out on us yeah, twice. I know. It's, but we uh, don't know why. That was a browser. That was every time we started up and moved the figuring light. It, we're figuring it out as we go. You can't move the light. Anyways, I, well, I'll have to figure it out. Anyways, you guys stay safe and stay sane. And uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, please come back next week. Thank you for joining us. Well, I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Gonna stand my ground, won't be turned around. And I'll keep this world from dragging me down, gonna stand my ground. And I won't back down. Hey, baby, there ain't no easy way out. Hey, I will stand my ground, and I won't back down.